0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Matty Faz Podcast. Live down here at Foxhole. of course, brought to you by Pretty Fuzzy Productions. And uh, I often say I don't know where to begin. This week, I really, really have no friggin' clue where to begin. Um, and uh, I, I've been taking some heat. I know we started "quote unquote" season two, uh, and and last week did not get a chance to record uh, a, a podcast and. I really am trying to get into a little bit of a more consistent groove with that, Uh, and you know, uh, it sounds like somebody like saying they're gonna start a diet on a Monday. I really am gonna make that effort starting on Monday, but uh, you know, here's a rare Friday one for you. Uh, Recording this about seven o'clock, so the Yankee game hasn't started yet. I will. I am a Met fan, but you know, I'm not the Yankee hater. Uh, I will say during the Yankee dynasty when the Yankee fans made a point of thumping their chests out and you know just belittling Met fans constantly, that got quite old. But uh, overall, I mean, I'm more concerned with the Nationals, the, Met, um, the Phillies, the Braves, etc. So I'm not a Yankee hater. So congratulations to them, and and, and you know, kudos to Brian uh, Cashman and the front office for. Really building that team the right way, and finally, you know, even though they couldn't fully do a tear down like a lot of teams like Houston did and and, and uh, Chicago did, they they had to still remain somewhat competitive just because of you know who they are and ticket sales and all those kinds of things. But uh, Brian Cashman was very creative in a lot of the deals he made, trades and, and whatnot, and and you know managed to. Uh, stock, restock a a farm system that was decimated from years of you know just losing players because of um, compensation from free agency, because of uh, uh, trades, things like that. I mean you know they they constantly and, and picking at the end of the draft too. Uh, you know they just didn't have a, a great farm system for years, and they didn't need it. I mean they had a I mean you know the the core four and, and beyond. I mean they, they were and and were always in the running for the top free agents. And now, I mean, baseball's changed. I mean, years ago, you know, so many of these guys hit free agency and, and it was like a, it was a sweepstakes and you, you know, it would be a buildup for, you know, months and months, even a, you know, a year out. And now th- there's so much television money in baseball that a lot of these mid-market teams that used to not be able to resign their own guys to, to, to huge contracts are, and that has, you know, changed the whole dynamic of it. but, Brian Cashman has done a great job, uh, you know, integrating some of the veteran guys that they, they, you know, they had from, you know, kind of their old ways of doing things, you know, guys like CC and, 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 um, you know, Tanaka came kind of a little bit, you know, he was kind of like right at that midpoint of when they were shifting philosophies a bit. Um, but they, uh, they've integrated, um, you know, those kinds of guys. Then of course you have Aaron judge and, and, and Gary Sanchez, T. Um, D. D. Gregory, who, who and, you know that, that trade and has worked out in spades, and uh, you know he basically won that game for them the other night um, with uh, offensively at least. So uh, you know it, it sh- should be a great series. I mean, in Houston has a very very good team, and uh, look, their their pitching went through some patches this year where it was up and down. I mean, they they have. Some solid, you know, they have solid top-line starters. um, But, and they brought in Justin Verlander late in the year uh, in a trade. So, it'll be interesting. But, I mean, in terms of their lineup and uh, defense, I mean, they are as well-rounded a team as there probably is in baseball. I mean, just, you know, guys like Altuve and Carlos Correa and and down the line. They they just have a great team. uh, And just have, have really clicked and, uh, you know, and, but the Yankees have, have a little mojo going and, uh, and of course, you, you know, doing this show from, from Tom's river, uh, I'd be remiss if, if I didn't mention Todd Frazier, who, uh, really, uh, you know, ha- had some good moments in, in, uh, in, in the playoff series and, uh, you know, has, has become a, you know, pr- pretty fine addition to the team, uh, and, Uh, And I think more than anything, like now, I believe this is his first time playing in the postseason, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, look, I I watched this kid. I went to school with with his brother, Jeff, um, up until high school. And Todd, like, you know, that whole family, I mean, they just thrive on the big stage. They really do. So... It's, it, it's no surprise to see Todd playing well and embracing this type of uh you know of environment and I think as the stakes get higher I mean I, I he just plays better that's just how he is he's you know there are some guys who are wired like that and uh he's one of them and I've watched it literally since he's been like seven years old watching him uh competing against kids you know five six years older than him and never backing down I mean like, you know the whole family are just ridiculous athletes been uh, you know, Todd uh, has—he's always been this good, <laughs> so it is not a fluke. Uh, it, you know, that, that's why. Like sometimes you say, "Oh, wow, I never saw it coming." Of this guy who would make the majors, but when you—if you watch these kids, you know, um, the, the, the three brothers, um, Charlie, Jeff, and and Todd, you know, since basically elementary school I mean you would look at them and say wow right one if not more of these kids are, are gonna go pro in something they were and and they were equally good in basketball and football so I mean it's just it was crazy playing you know like when even when, you know and we'd play like pickup ball or whatever and, and you know Jeff who you know was uh same age as, as me I mean it was like just a whole different animal in in any sport you you couldn't put you could put him on anything and just like just ridiculous so um you you know uh, it it is cool even as a Met fan to see um you know Todd getting his moment and and especially because he's had some individual um you know achievements and and has had some big years in terms you know hitting home runs and won the home run derby and and uh is uh has done some you know some very, really noteworthy things in the majors but you know t- to be able to now play on this stage and for the Yankees I mean it's a really really big deal uh and uh, you know he you could tell he's really really enjoying it and and that's the one thing the Yankees have they have that camaraderie within the team and seem to like you know at times when, when they got into that phase of like the mercenaries and, and bringing in too many free agents, they lost a little bit of, of that, just that chemistry and camaraderie that, that you need really throughout a long season. Uh, you know, the, the, teams like, you know, the, the Astros have and, and the Cubs had last year and, and, you know, the Indians, you know, have, have built, um, you know, over the last few years, just, you know, you have a lot of younger guys who have played together through, through the ranks and uh, you know, and that's why, and they've brought in you know, the Yankees have done, the, uh, the you know, really uh, great work in bringing in uh, veterans who have been able to you know kind of fit in with those guys, you know. So you had, uh, you know, you know the youngsters, and then you guys have guys like Matt Holliday, Todd Frazier, et cetera, like who are by all accounts good teammates, good, good baseball guys, like and uh not like looking at it like oh you know i want you know you know i don't want the, this youngster taking my playing time and things like that so uh kudos to them uh, the the series against the astros which i mean has all I mean, look you never know how these things will turn out and but uh on paper looks like it should be a great series just from a baseball standpoint so uh i again <laughs> I've been down on baseball the last few months because literally the Mets season has been over since, um, I don't know, May, <laughs> June, if, if you want to be generous. Uh, but so, you know, now we're, it's crazy how, how you know, two years ago the Mets were in the World Series and with, you know, this young pitching staff and just, you know, this, you know, core players that it seemed like, you know, the team was going to have about, a, you know, five-year window where – things, you know, maybe they could win one or two World Series or, you know, just have sustained success. And, uh, you know, just so many, I mean, so many injuries. And, uh, you know, not that you hate to always say that. Like, I, I, two things I hate are, are blaming refs or umps and, and, and blaming injuries. But, I mean, you know, when you – and this is not a new trend for the Mets. I mean, this is something Mets fans have been complaining about for years the amount of injuries that, that this team – always seems to sustain. I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, just at a level that, that does not seem to rival other teams. I mean, you know, in, you know, every once in a while, you know, you, you have a year where you, you just get stung by injuries. I mean, but it's, I mean, this is like every year. I mean, they just lose so many key players. And, and, to, and, and the thing with the Mets injuries too, that, that's just maddening. And I'm sorry to go on a Mets tangent. This is not where I was intending to go with this podcast, but just f- bear with me for a minute here. You know the thing that's really, uh, just like there's so many adjectives I would like to say here, but you know the, the thing about the Mets injuries that that's just so uh, just mind blowing, is it starts out ordinarily with like a, you know, seemingly kind of innocent, uh, you know, t- type of uh, thing like like you know it'll be like 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 a like like a strain in in, in their calf. Then all of a sudden, you know, it's they're on they're you know, where you know, it's an injury. Maybe that's a day or two. So you don't want to put the guy in the DL. So that you end up playing down a man or two. Then all of a sudden, it extends to a five day injury, where maybe still it's maybe not worth wasting a DL spot on, and you don't want to keep a guy out for fifteen days. But you, you know, it's you know now you're playing down a guy for for five days. And then it all of a sudden you blink, and all of a sudden it's season-ending surgery. I mean, it's you know, believe me, you know, if you talk to enough Mets fans, if you hear, it's funny because I mean, not funny, but like the sports kind of adage is that if you go to Birmingham to see Dr. Andrews, who's the the you know really uh, you know the top surgeon for sports, Dr. James Andrews, who has you know done you know pretty much everybody. uh from you know from in in sports wrestling etc um you know he he's the guy you go to for major you know usually acl surgery elbow surgery so you know he just he has a huge institute down there and uh you know that's when you hear those words you just kind of shudder like oh shit uh, so but um so the Mets, you know, they, they've used him before, but they're their own guy and they have the hospital, their hospital that, you know, that that deals with them is the hospital for special surgery, which is, you know, world renowned. And um, the Mets doctor for, you know, when they, this, you know, if it's a surgery that they decide to do kind of in-house uh, is Doctor David Allcheck, and that's still that's a, like if you talk to a lot of, enough Mets fans near, oh, so and so is going to see Doctor Allcheck. I mean, you know, it's just bad news. I mean, that's the way it is. But I mean, the, the Mets look. I mean, and this is not the the you know the horn of of a, of a Mets fan, but the Mets have a rabid fan base and pay attention to a lot of shit. I mean, much like Yankee fans and 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 many other fan bases, but I mean the. Again, I if, if it I don't know if it's just pure bad luck, coincidence, or whatever, but you know the the uh, the, the amount of injuries and the types of injuries is just is is has been bad for a while and is just getting out of control, and um, you know Ray Ramirez, who is was the trainer up until a week ago, literally finally got fired. Uh, you, you know, I mean, years probably too late. And not that maybe he's to blame for everything, but still, like, you know, something's just not right in the training program. And, you know, they have this other guy, Mike Barwis, who um, a few players went to, uh, I mean, really, I mean, it was almost like a fat camp. That's a few years ago to lose weight and kind of, you know, buff up a little bit, do some kind of newer wave exercises. And a lot of players raved about him. So the Mets brought him in as like a almost like on a retainer kind of consultant deal and uh you know so he's gotten some heat too uh for for it but he's not the Mets main trainer Ray Ramirez is and uh it's just uh it's one of those things where it, it, the injuries are just it, they're so out of control and you know you have a I mean you know five stars who who the Mets thought literally would be able to go out there every day and you know you're throwing a you know virtual ace almost and I mean, nearly everyone has gotten hurt or had some kind of major surgery over the last two years, three years. I mean, it, it's remarkable actually at this point. And you have a guy like Matt Harvey who went from, you know, from the first two years of his career looking like he was going to be the dominant pitcher of the next ten years to now, we nobody knows who he is, like what he's going to be. I mean, like. His fall from grace, you know, and then combined with some of his exploits, uh, you know, just, I mean, you know, th- this summer. And that's why this year feels like it was such a long year. But, I mean, you know, he, he had the uh, this the breakup uh, with that motto, what's her name, Adriana Lima, where he was sulking about it and ended up going out past curfew, went out to a bar in the Meatpacking District, was out till 4 o'clock in the morning. Mets had to send security over to try to get him off, this whole thing. I mean, it was just bad. It was just that type of year, just a lot of weird shit going on. And, uh, you know, they are uh, – and, and Terry Collins has stepped down as manager. Look, he, Terry Collins, my biggest issue always was his handling of the bullpen. I just, I, I just don't think he really ever had a great grasp of it. But uh, he uh, – you know, he, he – he, still led them to a world series uh you know he kind of the bidding you know he was a the, the, the guy for the front office and he didn't always have full autonomy I don't think over everything uh, but the one thing was he, he was he was good at developing young players and had a very good rapport with young players so and, and he's staying on the team in a capacity probably like that where he'll help with some of the younger players because that was another thing this year too you know they. um Sandy Alderson said he was, well, you know, he wasn't happy with the, um, you know, that's the thing. I mean, the Mets have, have brought up a lot of good young players recently, and uh, so the farm system is, you know, has gone th- through a little phase now where it's not as stocked up as it was, and uh, but they still had had a few good prospects who uh, were were were, you know, I mean, Mets fans still are high on, and uh, but they didn't play great when they came up. Dominic Smith, the first baseman, who has been expected to be the first baseman of the future. The Mets traded Lucas Duda and then Ahmad Rosario, uh, the shortstop. Look, he's young and he still, you know, needs to kind of bulk up a little bit and get, you know, just more reps and and all that kind of thing. I I think he'll be okay. Dominic Smith, I don't know. I mean, he's – I've always read different things about him. Obviously, I don't get to see him play every day, you know, while in the minors. I watched him, you know, him in the majors – I don't know, I'm not, I'm still, still really don't have a full opinion on him yet, I think Rosario will be fine, I think he'll be a very good player, but uh, Alderson was not happy with the way the young players seem to, you know, their lack of preparedness when they would come up uh, this year, so that's all, that's been an issue, so I mean, the Mets have a lot, I I, I can do hours of podcasts on the Mets and their issues, but uh, yeah, so between them and and the and the New York Giants, which again, it, like it's ama- those teams, the, the, the you know I, I've always been a fan of both teams, and it's it's amazing how their failures and successes always seem to kind of run parallel to each other. If you look at like the years, and I'm not gonna go through everyone, but like it, they really do like if one is playing well or has a good team, one the other one seems to have. It's it's a very weird dynamic, but uh, I mean. You know, this was a year the Giants were thought to really, really uh, do some do do some damage. I mean, outside of um, defensive tackle Jonathan Hankins, I mean, they lost nobody from their defense, uh, and and got their their safety back for Darian Thompson, who got hurt last year, and you know, figuring pairing up him up with Landon Collins was going to, you know, be a, be a huge upgrade. Uh, even though Andrew Adams played well last year in, in his absence, but uh, you know, and then. They gave the middle linebacking job to B.J. Goodson, you know. Even though they lost the opening game, he had 18 tackles, looked really good. Then got hurt. The, the, the Giants get a little bit, a little bit of that injury thing too, or, you know you'll you'll think it's a kind of a minor injury or nothing, and then all of a sudden the guy's is on IR now out for the year. Uh, but you know the team, they, you know, they, they came out of the gates. They they looked sluggish they looked like you know almost like they they were playing like a very entitled team i think just because of last year's success and thinking that you know okay well that you know you just waltz back in the playoffs that's just not the case especially in a division like the nfc east it's always a dog fight you you know those eight games are always you know just you know very very tightly contested and and decide everything basically so you know you can't ever have that mentality and um you know despite what Ben McAdoo says or does I don't know I just feel like he didn't have this team fully prepared uh you, you know for this you, you know for the expectations they had and you know they came out of the gates a little sluggish that you know and decided not to make any changes on the o line which reared its head um you know a, l- a little bit in the first few games and then um you know the last two games I mean they they ended up coming back against the Eagles finally in that fourth quarter came to life and losing like the most excruciating way possible with, you know, 13 seconds left, giving up a, a, a quick kind of out pattern. And then Jake Elliott of the, of the Eagles, a rookie kicker hitting a 61 yard field goal to, to, to uh, win the game. When that happened and uh, there's a long story about how I had a, I didn't get a chance to watch the game because I was traveling and this one storm where we were going messed up the whole travel for the weekend. That's a whole other story. So the way I had to even hear the game, uh, because uh, it's, uh, I won't get into all of it, but the the way I had to hear the game, it was, it was excruciating because, you know, it was just, it was, you know, you had I'm listening to touchdowns getting called back by Sterling Shepard. Then finally they, 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 get things going my phone, phone dies literally as you know um you trying to you know follow things on twitter and, and just different things you know while in, in the car on the way back from the airport and finally walked into the house uh and i saw the last four plays of the game including the, the field goal i mean it was just gut-wrenching in every capacity um so uh the, the, there was that and then uh the the game um I'm losing track here uh the tampa game uh was another one where you know they 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 had numerous chances and, and you know and blew it in, in the fourth quarter and uh you know this uh this past game against the chargers they they had the game in hand and uh all of a sudden every wide receiver on the roster basically gets hurt Uh, Odell Beckham and Brandon Marshall, their number one and two receivers are now out for the year. Sterling Shepard got hurt. I mean, just things you can't even make up. And then, uh, you you know, the Giants get the ball and have the lead. And, and, uh, you know, basically next play, it looked like they were all still shell-shocked from the injury rash. And uh, they they freaking turn it over and the Chargers score a touchdown. I mean, you know that and that's why when, when things like that start to happen you, you know just from watching enough sports a lot of like that's why last year you saw thing like and that's the thing in the nfl there's not a lot of parity you, you know I'm, there is a lot of parity rather but there's not a lot of difference between you know the kind of mediocre teams to the good teams i mean you know there are the few elite teams but you know after that, it's a few things here and there that really can make or break and, and, and shape a season. And you know, look, it's you you have to put yourself in position to you know do good things. But uh, it's still, I mean, you know, there's a lot of luck involved, health involved. You know, if if you know you need your team to be healthy, especially when you're going on your stretch run, that is as paramount as. It anything and uh you need luck you you, you know in some of these 50 50 games where you know you maybe a penalty goes your way or you know uh, a fumble happens but the ball bounces right back to you and as opposed to the other team things like that happen and and they shape a a season it really does i mean it's sometimes it you know you can you can go crazy and do all these hot takes and you know get really technical with sports which i do i'm i'm one of the nerdiest sports fans you'll ever meet but Sometimes you can really boil it down to that. I mean, it's little things. And last year, everything went the Giants' way, you know, and, and they they had a very favorable schedule. And, look, they took advantage of it and had a good year. I mean, this year their schedule is a lot more, you know, a b- b- bit more difficult. And, um, you know, they, uh, they, they just it, – it's just like everything has gone against them. Uh, it's just uh, – it's re- re- remarkable how how much things have changed so quickly i mean you know in, in the summer we're talking about odell beckham you know cuz he's just you know almost due for for a contract extension or a new contract and look i mean his antics piss me off a lot trust me you know between the, the the fighting on the field with josh norman a few seasons back even though i can't stand josh norman uh to the, uh, you know, the shit last year with the proposing to the net and, uh, you know, but the, and then dropping passes in the playoff game to, uh, you know, just some of the shit he does. It's just, but it's annoying. But, I mean, the, the dude is amazing. I mean, he's, I, I mean, I've been going to games for almost 30 years now, which is crazy to say. But, um, I mean, he's one of, I mean, probably, I guess, outside of LT. I mean, just from a pure talent standpoint and an and ability to just change a game. I mean, he's probably the best player, you know, I've witnessed in person, you know, in, in going to giant games uh, in terms of, you know, players on the team. Uh, you know, there's been some very, very good players on those on teams, you know, guys like Straight Hand, Justin Talk you know, even Eli, look, he's had, you know, his ups and downs, uh, Plaxico Burris was a very impressive talent. Tiki had, even though, you know, I I think he's a complete asshole just in terms of how he is with, (laughs) how he treats fans and, you know, things like that. And just, uh, but, uh, you know, there's, uh, there's, uh, it, uh, you know, only only a handful of players that have the the type of talent like that. And and in Odell, I mean, he's a top five player in the NFL. Whether you like him or not, he just is. And I mean, the guy is the heart and soul of the team right now. And you know, even beyond that's why. So I mean, look, if his antics, as long as they're not criminal, which they haven't been, they're just stupid and immature. And I hope you know, you just hope that he just kind of grows out of that. Uh, and look, you know that. I try to find some kind of optimism, silver lining, and things. And you know, it sucks to have him, you know, lose him to an ankle injury like that so late in the game, and uh, you know, and, and already, you know, in, in a season and already, you know, pretty much shot, uh, you know, zero and five is, it's, uh, and now without, you know, two of your best weapons is is, uh, is a very 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 tough hole to climb out of. So, um, you know, you hope maybe. This is the thing that maybe, you know, maybe while he has some downtime, maybe humbles him a little bit while he's got to work back from it. I mean, you know, it it happened for a little bit for Matt Harvey when he was working his way back from Tommy, Tommy John surgery. But, uh, you know, we'll see. But, I mean, either way, I mean, you, you never want to see something like that. And I was at a bar watching that game, and there were Philly fans and some Dallas fans, you know, Literally cheering when Odell's getting carted off the field. I mean, let's just say at that point I was already ticked off. And I'm not, I'm a lover. I'm not a fighter. But I mean, to see that and then see people cheering was, uh, you know, kind of, you know, really pissed me off. Uh, so it took a, took a lot of restraint to uh, not freak out already. You know, just an already bad situation. You know, you just. You don't like look, you know. You, of course, these teams, you know, you don't like each other and all that. But you don't, you, you don't ever, ever cheer for a player when he's getting carted off field for, with, with that type of injury. I mean, you just don't. So you just hope he can come back strong. And you know, I, like it's just uh, you never know, though. I mean, look, Victor Cruz was the toast, the football toast of New York City, literally two years ago, three years ago. And he had that injury against the Eagles, where he, you know, tore, you know, tore up his leg, and you know, on a seemingly, you know, non-contact play, and never, never was the same player, and you know, got got released by the Giants, cut by the Bears in uh, in training camp, and now, I mean, uh, the ironic thing is that he has a chance to maybe get signed by the giants now since he knows the offense he's comfortable with eli uh he's not with anybody at the moment i mean he's still 30 he's only 30 years old you never know so uh, it'll be interesting i mean that'd be a very ironic twist now i mean uh you know to, to see if he uh gets gets a chance so yeah i mean right now so i know it's kind of a long little. Uh, <laughs> little tangent there but I think I needed to get it out of my system but yeah literally um you uh you, you have the, the Mets and Giants uh just I mean horrible seasons uh you know and, and the Yankees hey God bless them they, they were you know they, they were everybody knew they were on the right path with their you know with their rebuilding and people thought next year would be the year that they'd really make some noise but hey it, it, you know it happened you know t- everything clicked and you had guys you know, who, who developed faster than than was thought i mean uh you know it, it it's uh they they uh they defied uh the expectations and you know here they are a, a year uh year early than what the quote-unquote experts said and and uh you know playing well and now you're with a chance to go to the world series so what else can you ask for and uh you know look houston is a tough team i i You know, you don't know how these things shake out. Like I said, like, you know, you can have a game, you know, one or two moments can shift an entire series like that, whether it's a blown save, an error, you know, you know, maybe a bad call by an ump, things like that. But so, uh, you know, they are very tough to predict and I'm not going to just, I'm not, I'm not, I don't like predicting these type of things, especially when, Ball's like local teams like that Where it You know I, I don't want You know If I pick Houston I don't want to Sound like Oh you just hate the Yankees I don't I'm just gonna stay, I'm staying away from that I just want to watch the game As a baseball fan And that's it But uh You know Either way Even if they fall short In the series You, you know Now you, you not only Have these young players That have developed Faster than, than You expected And uh, are you know playing at a very, very high level? You have Aaron Judge, who's you know um, you know, almost certainly going to win the rookie of the year and may win the friggin' MVP. I mean, uh, he but you know, right now he's gone through his 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 rough patches too with with strikeouts. But I mean, the dude's hit, what 52 home runs, it's crazy. I mean, absolutely crazy. And you know, and he's a good dude by all accounts, too. I mean, it's like a new Jeter almost where he's uh gets it you know he knows how to talk to the media he's got a good personality you know he's not a punk kind of kid like he's just uh he's he he seems like a solid dude so uh he's he he's easy to root for uh gary sanchez you know he's he's had a great year and uh you know but uh you know he uh he pissed off some people (laughs) for his role with that fight uh with the tigers uh, about a month or two back and uh Flying in and, and, and throwing punches at Miguel Cabrera like a madman. So uh, you know he, he might not have the likability that uh, that Aaron Judge has, but look, he's still a very good player. So you know, but, but what I'm trying to say is though you're you're get you get these players are you know not only have they developed faster, you know, and, and now you have them you know locked into to, to key spots on your roster at a very young age and playing very well. Now you're getting them postseason experience too, which is vital. I mean, now you know they're playing on a huge stage, and again with a chance to go to the World Series. So, win or lose, you I know, mean, of course, obviously, you you want to win and and get to the get to the World Series. But even if they did fall short, I mean, it, it's already you know it, you know absolutely you know great job by. Brian Cashman, Joe Girardi, and, and, and the players to, to get where they've gotten. Uh, and now, you know, you're getting these reps in, in, you know, you know huge games and winning a game five in Cleveland, which is, you know, uh, is, you know, one of the best teams in baseball. They probably, you know, just, just the way they played this year in the regular season, I mean – they were as good as it got and you know to sort of win that game on the road it it was it is huge for a team to you know to to build your your confidence and uh you know now you play houston another another you know top end team and you see how it goes so i mean it they're they're in a nice spot right now and that's like especially position player wise they're 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 set up for for a long time and uh you know they're pitching they they Still need to improve a bit. I mean, Sonny Gray uh, getting traded to them was a huge upgrade, so that 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 helped things certainly. And but their bullpen is great. So I mean, literally starting pitching is the only thing where you know they're, they're a little iffy. But CC has pitched well, and uh, you know you see you'll see uh, Tanaka does uh, tonight, and you know I go from there. But I mean, that would be the only thing I would say is a little bit of a deficiency is the is the starting pitching and, and the depth of it. If, you know, if it goes seven, so you know. You know, you you see how things go from there, but I mean, they they have an absolute lockdown bullpen where you know they don't need as much out of their starting pitching as most teams do. So, uh, yeah, it, it's a it'll it. Look, I I hope it's a, it it lives up the billing, and you know, it should be a fascinating series. But I'll uh look like I said, I'm, and I'm staring at things right now that are just Mets and Giants things, so. Uh, you know and i'm um, just uh, i'm i'm being the bigger person congrats to to the yanks i congratulated you know my my relatives who are Yankee fans uh even though they they would be the first ones to mock the Mets back in the day but let bygones be bygones uh so my congratulations to the yanks and uh you know we'll see how uh, how things go in this series but uh you know it, it's uh it, hey it, and it's always just good for the area just to have one or more teams playing well and being viable. I mean, because right now, I mean, somehow the friggin' Eagles uh, are are what, are what are they five and four and one, five five and one now? Yeah, five and one. I mean, so <laughs> that's an, that's a whole other thing. And I mean, I mean, Carson Wentz is playing great. I'll give him that. But it's it's never a good time when the Eagles are are, are playing well around here because it's. It's just bad, and you just have people spelling out the team name and all of that <laughs> bullshit. That's an that's another podcast I could do for a very very long time. So, uh, yeah. Uh, while we're on sports, is I, is I do a f- in, look. I this is always a, a very tricky balance I do with these podcasts. Is I as I try not to get very political, and I, and look, as I've explained, I wasn't a very political person. I still don't consider myself a very like. Political. I I pay attention a lot more than I ever did in the past, and you know, I just in the past I just always felt like you know all of it was like such just bullshit, and it was almost like wrestling, like so staged, and you know these you know back and forth, you know, and and that you can only be on one you know one side or the other, and that there's no middle ground, you know, you can't you know feel one thing about an issue but maybe feel something about a different issue I mean I, I just I always hated the inflexibility so it, but I have am definitely more engaged in the political process and and pay attention to a lot now uh but I also don't want to make this a political podcast so but there's so now there's just so much going on on a daily if not hourly basis that I uh you know I, I find myself trying to balance <laughs> that, uh, You know, talking about current things that are going on, but not just turning it into a, you know, a a political, uh, a political show and one where I'm just injecting my political views. I just, that's not, I don't think why people would listen to this and I don't think that's why they're coming, (laughs) coming to, you know, to to listen to the Matty Faz podcast to hear my, my political uh, thoughts, but Uh, but I, but I do have a few serious things I, I, I do want to talk about, but, uh, since I ended up starting with sports, let me just stick with this for a second here. Um, another disappointing thing, uh, like I said, when, when things go kind of south through me as a sports fan, they just go way, way south and just the bottom drops out. So not only about Mets and Giants, you know, men's soccer, I, while I'm not a diehard like soccer, soccer fan, I don't play. I never did. Uh, and, you know, I don't watch like MLS or, or Premier League and really. But I, I do really follow the, the you know, the men, the, the national team stuff. And I love watching World, the World Cup and the qualifiers and all that. I, I genuinely do. And I always have. Um, so, you know, the, the men's team, they've uh, started out slow. They ended up changing coaches. They brought Bruce Arena back. You know, back from the the, the '90s, with his fist pump and the whole nine, started playing a lot better, and got themselves in the contention to where they, uh, you know, were were, you know, in, in, where they held their own destiny to make the, uh, the the World Cup qualifier, which you know, in the region they qualify in, in, in you know, in, in uh, uh, you know, in basically the the Americas, um, you know, is a lot of the teams they play against you know the qualifying should be just a no brainer it, it should be a, almost automatic for for them but they you know they put themselves in a tough spot where they had to win a lot of games ma- matches i should say and uh it's uh you know this weekend so this week uh it came down to uh, the game against, against Trinidad and, and Tobago and where they had to win or, you know, or if I think, I believe that they lost and Honduras lost, they would still make it. I, if I, I may have, yeah, I, I think that was the the exact scenario, but either way, you know, it was just one of those things. They, they had to win the game that, that just, just for more, just, just, they, they just, they needed to win the game and they've been playing well. They, they, they've, they they won the uh, uh what's it called the Kafka whatever <laughs> fuck that acronym is they 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 won that uh, championship a uh, few months ago you know they've been, they've been going riding a little bit higher they, they've started to inject a lot more young talent and especially the kid who's expected to be the savior of American soccer uh, Christian uh, Priscillage. Uh, who's literally, I mean, he's from Hershey, Pennsylvania, and is just an absolute stud player, you know, prodigy. Uh, He got signed at, like, age 16 to go to play for one of the top teams in Germany where he's been training and, you know, playing against really high-level competition and more than holding his own. I mean, in, in the U.S. qualifying games, I believe he had 12 goals in 17 games. I mean, the kid is ridiculous. I mean, he's... He's as good of a. Uh, I mean, Landon Donovan was kind of the standard bearer of the you know top young American players and all that, but uh, th- th- this kid is just uh, you got if you had a chance just watch him play. I mean, he he looks like a you know a young version of uh, Messi from uh, Argentina. I mean, he's just amazing. So and it sucks because I, I you know not only wanted the U.S. team to to make the world cup but i wanted to see this kid play on the big stage against you know the you know top teams top talent all of it and see how he held up because i, I he's only 18 years old um uh, but yeah the us i mean the game started i mean just the way it started out it was not good they uh <laughs> they had an own goal and quickly were down uh 2-1 facility uh uh I, I forgive me if I mispronounce that I, I it's, it's a Pulisic whatever whatever it's something like that <laughs> I always miss that I always mess up that pronunciation for some reason uh he uh he he scored a uh he scored a goal uh to to bring it to 2-1 and they just they, they, they couldn't uh get the equalizer So look at me using my soccer terms so uh they they lost and uh did not make it. Honduras and yeah, and during that match too, Honduras uh had take you know, taken the lead. They they were playing Mexico and uh they ended up winning. So it was it was it was just a horrible day for for, for the team and now literally will not be playing in the World Cup. I mean, which from a safety standpoint may be a good thing, because um next year's World Cup is in Russia, so with the way things are going, who the fuck knows war, where, you know, our relations will be at and where, you know, just everything will be at. So, I don't know. Maybe maybe, by, maybe, maybe it's secretly a, a a good thing that that they're not playing there. But, yeah, no, it's, it's very disappointing, though, too. Especially when, you know, you have the women's team who are, you know, have been dominating for for over a decade and are just, Continually churn out the you know young talent and just you know are, are just awesome and you know you have and the men's team is just like just cannot get out of their own way and just you know have these letdowns like this I mean it's it's just it's crazy that you know to, to have the U.S. and 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 you know it's and I mean, it's not even a thing like oh, I was saying like oh I can't believe they didn't win the World Cup I mean to not qualify is and you know it's just Now, you know, and it's a four-year wait now after this. I mean, so it's, uh, it's very disappointing. It's a, it's a, uh, it's a low point, absolutely, you know, you know, for, for our national sports program just in general to, to not make it. So, you know, that's, uh, that was a, uh, you know, I think that, what was that Tuesday or Wednesday that, that happened? Uh, so yeah, I mean, I was still pretty much in a, uh you know, just, uh, just kind of a mental hangover from what happened in that Giants game. And then that happened and it was like, Oh my God. Yeah. Like, this is not my, uh, not my time for sports at the moment. So, uh, yeah, that was, uh, just, just, just a horrible job. Um, and and I'll say one one more thing on, um, on sports, uh, again, this, uh, and, and I really haven't talked a lot about it because it, it's, it changes so often and, and it's – I don't like to get into the whole – into the weeds with all this legal mumbo-jumbo. But um, Ezekiel Elliott, the, the Cowboys running back, he's accused of uh, – see, it's not, it's not criminal charges, uh, but he's accused of getting a little rough with, with this um, girl he was involved with on two separate occasions where you know, it wasn't – Sexual assault or or assault or, or it was you know they had some kind of argument apparently and, and you know like pushed her up against the wall I don't know there's a, there's a lot of conflicting accounts and you know the girl hasn't helped her own cause so, you know because she has you know kind of changed her story a little bit and had like texted some other versions of it to you know her friends or whatever but, but without going way way into it the NFL uh so you know that what whatever what happened and after their own investigation that he would be suspended for six games which you know I mean was a huge deal because I mean the guy you know he he was rookie of the year last year I mean he him and Dak Prescott turned the Cowboys from (laughs) picking fifth overall in the draft to uh you know almost you know making it to uh to the NFC Championship game last year, so you know, being the number one seed, so uh, it was a uh, you know, it, it had a lot of uh, ramifications for for all football, and th- uh, they, they the Cowboys appealed it, and um, you know, it, it's been it's been this basically back and forth now, and injunctions and all these different court terms, uh, basically. Uh, last night, a uh, uh, it's the the Fifth Circuit a judge uh, lifted the injunction that allowed him to play while this was going while this appeal was going on. And long story short, as of right now, at least as I record this, he's back suspended for six games. So, which is a big deal because and I was thinking at the time it happened, I was thinking, you know what, if the Cowboys just let him, you know, just let the suspension happen. Let him miss the first six games. You know, it happened with Brady last year. They missed the first four. He came back. He looked as good as ever. He was fresher, especially for a running back. You know, and they have guy They have Alfred Morris and Darren McFadden. Let you know, play it out. Play it the first six games without him, and you know maybe he'll, he'll come back fresh, and and you know go go for the stretch run. And now, you you know the Cowboys have been a little in, more inconsistent this year and they're two and three and now you're facing not having their your best offensive weapon for the next six games where you know, it's, it's uh uh it it's going to be an, an interesting uh you know dynamic of how how that plays out because i mean you know they uh this is the you know the kind of the meat of the schedule and now now you're you're fe- you you know you're looking at it without potentially having your your best uh weapon as i said. So uh i don't know. I mean I um I, obviously this it's still an ongoing case and who knows. I mean this literally this thing has changed like 40 different times. Uh but as i said, as we stand here right now, he's he's suspended. Uh so you know, I, I'm, I'm Like I said, you don't root for players to get carted off the field. But in the terms of suspension, especially for, like, you know, behavioral kind of stuff, I mean, I don't know. I don't know everything about Ezekiel Elliott. I I know he's a very good football player and plays hard and all that. But, I mean, you know, he is not really shown to be the best dude off the field between this incident and then even after, while this was being investigated, he had all kinds of things going on in the offseason, dumping beers on, on girls at a St. Patrick's Day thing. I mean, you know, when you're an athlete, you know, for quote-unquote America's team, you, you just need to – sometimes you need to do things and be held to a higher standard and, and you know, and behave as such. And he just uh, never – like strikes me as a guy that's you know the the most ethical and moral dude but and no and look you can go across the NFL and sure there's plenty of players like that but he you know, I don't know I, he just annoys me I don't know maybe it's just the fact that he wears the the freaking half shirt for no you know during warm-ups and you know at various times which I is very bizarre I mean even though I uh I have, uh, pictures of when I was little <laughs> and I am, uh, voluntarily wearing half shirts apparently. So thank you, Mama Faz, for dressing me up in half shirts. There's, uh, many, many photo, uh, documentations of me with, uh, <laughs> with half shirts on. So I, uh, I, I guess I can't make fun of them too much, so. All right. You know, since I had so much to talk about tonight (laughs) and I do want to get, you know, at least hit on the Nevada thing, uh, which is just really tragic. And my heart bleeds for the, uh, you know, the the, the families and uh, the victims and and the people going through uh, their their recoveries now. uh, You know, it's just uh, heinous what, what went down there. Um, I do want to talk more about that, you know, and, and also send our uh, best out to uh, people going through these California wildfires, which is uh, pretty crazy as well. And and you know the people of Puerto Rico are still just going through hell and back, uh, trying to uh, recover uh, from this hurricane. And still, you know, barely, you know, m- any parts of the country have electricity, water, and things we take for granted. So. Um, I uh, I do want to talk more about that, but not get all political. So I'll leave it at the, uh, sports stuff and, uh, call it for, uh, for now. And I'll, I'll put out a part two, uh, later on, uh, in the weekend or whatever. So, uh, thanks everybody for listening. I just wanted to get something out there for, uh, for those who have been patient and, uh, and, and as the uh, Yankee series kicks off here. So, uh, Good luck to them and uh, hope everybody has a uh, great weekend and I'll be back with you uh, hopefully but tomorrow or Sunday latest with a uh, with a, a, a part two and, and an update on some of the uh, upcoming uh, things we have have, have happening <laughs> can't talk and uh, including uh, next week. Uh, I'm hoping for some really cool uh, segments if not next week the following week at least. Uh, with uh, some interviews and maybe a musical performance, things of that nature. So, all well, more details coming up. But uh, have a great weekend and uh, thank you for listening. Take care.